Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> We're coming at you anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how the heck are you anyway? <laughs> Welcome to your Monday, 11.01 the time. My name is Nate Lundy, sitting right over there, my good friend Jeff Morton. Good morning, Jeffrey. Hello, Nate. How are you doing? I'm all right. I made coffee like an hour and a half ago. Totally forgot about it. Just found it here in the uh, in the break room, uh, and uh, so I had to heat it up in the microwave. Oh. That's not like me to make coffee and then forget that I made coffee. Normally, I'm standing there like an antsy toddler at a candy counter waiting for my coffee to brew. And this time I made it. And then because we've got a we've got a Keurig here. Uh, I made it and then I forgot. Yeah. And so uh, it got cold. And so I had to, you know, zap it in the microwave. So it's a little little strange right now. I got to admit. See, this is why you always get a percolator and not a Keurig. Because, you know, something that just percolates coffee. It's just a regular coffee pot. Because that way it will never go cold. Yes, except that between COVID uh, and just the general, you know, just busy, like it basically it's Jake and I, and that's it. We're the only ones here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I can't, I don't want to do the full pot of coffee because it'll wind up going to waste. It'll wind up getting dumped down the sink because there's just not enough people here right now. So many people are doing their shows remotely, things like that. Danny just operates on natural high. He's just not, you know, he's not a, he's not like a, I got to get my Joel to cap. No, he's just like, that's just Danny all the time. Like he doesn't need the artificial inflation like I do. I think I can make the pot of coffee, nobody's going to drink it. Well, see, unless you're like me and you can drink an entire pot of coffee by yourself. Well, I mean, I just don't think I should be encouraging myself to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not so I'm not so sure I should be putting myself in that sort of situation, Jeff. I I think that's uh, I think that's kind of bad news. Look, I'm just encouraging you at this point. It's better than me encouraging you to drink like you because I'm not saying like grab a bottle of uh, Everclear and go to town i'm just saying you know caffeine it's okay add a little sugar-free cream to it you're good all right i mean i see your point i'm just saying Mm -hmm. i know i mean i think i don't know that i should i don't know that i should do the entire pot of coffee knowing full well that i will find a way to guzzle that down because i'll feel bad that it's going to go to waste and so i'm just over here just downing coffee Well, Jake would be Jake would be in in the in there encouraging you to to power slug power slug those cups of coffee, and then you'd uh, you'd be you know like your hair would be standing on end, your eyes would be dilated. So yeah, that probably would be the case. 
Do you suppose Vic Fangio is a coffee guy? Does he strike uh, you as a coffee guy? I was going to make an analogy because I gave up on this weekend like Vic Fangio gave up on that fourth down last night. Because mm-hmm. he did. Uh, he gave up. He did. Oh, he gave, and, up, he and gave it, up on his team. Here's my, here's, my, here's my hot take. That was a fireable offense because it comes on the back of numerous other instances with him where he had no clue about the situation, had zero feel of the game, and uh, demonstrated a complete and total lack of understanding of his team. And I think, I think what is disturbing about that is it's almost two years into his head coaching career, and he still has no clue. Zero. He's a wonderful defensive coordinator, man. Wonderful defensive coordinator. That defense, he, I mean, Ed Donatel's still not there. And he's been out for, what, four weeks now? And it's been basically Fangio doing the defense. That's great. That defensive performance last night was was really good, but it was like he felt he he went into that like a defensive coordinator, and he pretty much admitted that after the game. Like, oh, we, we were going to get a stop like, against the most dangerous quarterback in the NFL. It's not even it, it's it, like I understand that you can play out the what ifs and all that kind of stuff. The the what if the or not even the if the what of that moment was you're flipping four and seven you're on the road against a team that's ten and one that is normally going to kick the snot out of you that somehow your defense has kept you in the game go what in God's name do you have to lose go there is there is no one on the planet that would have faulted you for, to go for it. And not only that, but that's a decision that should have already been made in your mind before you even got to that point. Yep. You should have known going into that drive, if we get past the X yard line, we're going for it because there's six minutes left on the road against the defending champs. And we and we're going to give it a shot. And you could have purposely done play calling that way. You could have set something up on third down, knowing that you were going to go for it on fourth down. It was it. it I, I'm with you that it was a fireable offense. I'm with it was, you. It was it was so. It, we should have, and I remember at the way back at the beginning of the year, we were talking about that Tennessee game where he didn't use the timeouts, yep. and we we're like, "What the hell are you doing?" But it's not why the Broncos lost the game, but it was certainly indicative of something about Vic Fangio, and I, you know, I stick to that at that time. There has been mountains of evidence since then that Vic Fangio has zero idea about what's going on in the game. He's just thinking about the next defensive play. And the fact that he defaulted, to me, it was more a sign that he defaulted to his defense. Look, Drew Locke had a weird game. He started the game with an interception and he ended the game with an interception. In between there, yeah, he was okay. Wasn't tremendous, but he was okay. And, um, mm-hmm. We'll talk yeah, about I, that. But that's, that, hey, that, that touchdown to Patrick mm-hmm. was an excellent throw. Sure right? it was. He had some excellent throws. He also had some Tim Tebow-esque throws. He did. And both of those things are true with Drew Locke, which is makes him extremely frustrating. 
uh, because he shows things that Tim Tebow couldn't do, and he also has things that Tim Tebow did, and it's and it's frustrating. However, at this point, the quarterback doesn't even matter because the Broncos are stuck. We've talked about this before. There ain't a lot of options out there. So whatever is going to happen with Drew Locke is like not even the point anymore. So, but what I'm more concerned about is Vic Fangio being completely clueless about the situation in the game. And what is mind-boggling to me is that he hasn't improved. I mean, there was no way the Broncos were going to win that game when they got the ball back. They had no timeouts with like just slightly over a minute left. He put his team in a bad position because the uh, they got a field goal. Uh, Kansas City got a field goal. Let them take five minutes off the clock. Yep. It was and a, then it was bad. It was bad. You quit on your team. You showed a complete lack of understanding of who your team is and what the situation was. Period. Yeah. You are not a playoff team. Period. Like, I know that this goes kind of contrary to what we're talking about because they clearly are a playoff team. Aaron Rodgers would have flipped Vic Fangio the bird from the field if Fangio had tried to send the punting unit out there. Aaron Rodgers would have said, go bleep yourself. We're going for it. And he would have just called the play himself. He would have literally shooed the special teams unit off the field. No, no, no. Go, go. We're going for it. Because you have awareness of who you are and what you are and who you're playing against. Like I have, I have issues and we'll talk about Drew here in a minute. I have issues with Drew's performance as well. And mostly I just have issues with where we are with Drew Locke. But my biggest issue of that game, I had friends of mine blowing up my phone going, what in the world is he doing? Like people that were watching the game elsewhere, you know, like friends of mine in Texas and th- people were texting me going, your coach is an idiot. Yeah. What are you it's, doing? It wasn't even it, to me. It wasn't even the fact that he gave quote unquote gave up because obviously to me, the way Vic Fangio looks at it is that his defense is his defense and that's the way he sees everything. What it indicates to me though, other than the lack of aware of awareness is the fact that he is not a head coach. It's in any way, shape, or form. As a Ooh. head coach right now, he's not being a head coach. He is thinking as a defensive coordinator. Yes. Yes. And that is killing this team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's killing this team. Now, uh, uh, quarterback issues aside, which is going to be something that is not going to be solved even in the next two years, okay? Yep. That's, that's, that is something that is like the Broncos are basically screwed there. Yep. But the 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 actual like you can muddle through with a bad quarterback and not be as bad as the Broncos are, and that is what bugs me right now. Is that there's no reason that I mean, would think of the signal that sends to your team, your entire team, that you are punting at the 49 yard line on a fourth and two and a half um, in a game where. Um, um, Gordon was running the ball pretty damn well and not fumbling and not turning the ball over. Uh, Philip Lindsay could not get anything done. And that's another story as well. But Melvin Gordon was running the ball really well 
what are you doing not giving trusting him and giving him the ball? He was the player of the Bronco, of the game yesterday for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Other than Tim Patrick. So I, I just it, it just it is it is mind boggling to me. And I don't know how anyone could look at that game yesterday and the and the coaching decisions made by Vic Fangio and think this guy has what it takes. Because we got almost two years of evidence now, and the guy not only hasn't improved, he's regressed. Mm-hmm with his decision-making and that should bug people more than anything else. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems, but it's quarterback, it's head coach. Um, and it's, there isn't a fix. That's the thing. There isn't a fix. This team's going to go seven and nine next year. You know they're gonna they're gonna finish what five and eleven this year. I mean it, it's you're not it, it, there's no silver bullet waiting. There isn't one. There's nothing sitting there that's going to somehow improve the lot in life for this team. And it's oh. not a in 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 firing Fangio. Okay, great. Hit the reset button again for another two years. Um, bring in a new quarterback. All right. Well, unless it's somebody that is a five to seven year veteran starter that knows what to do, you're hitting the reset button again. Draft a new quarterback. You're hitting the reset button again. There's no, there's no magic formula. There's no Peyton Manning waiting to walk through the door in 2012. There just isn't. And that's what is, and that's what's so frustrating for me about that one decision yesterday to not go for it on fourth down at midfield and to punt it with six minutes to go against the defending champs who are running away with the division. You have nothing to lose. The scattering of fans that were there were expecting you to go for it. Andy Reid was expecting you to go for it. Everyone watching was expecting you to go for it. And you inexplicably punted because you don't think like a head coach. Yep. He is a defensive coordinator. He is not a head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. Yes, he is. He is not a head coach. And look, Wade Phillips, same thing. Great defensive coordinator, not a head coach. You're gonna people are like that. You're going to have your fourth straight losing season. In almost any other city, John Elway would be fired. But you don't have an owner, and your GM is seven. And that's why. So nothing's going to get any better. Not for a while. Ugly, isn't it, folks? Ugly. Depressing as hell. Hmm. We'll talk about the quarterbacks coming up, but I got, I got, I, I don't want to depress Broncos fans, but I'm going to depress the Broncos fans when we, <laughs> when we come back. 11:15, Nate and Jeff, Mile High Sports. <laughs> Welcome 
21, Mile High Sports, Nate Luddy, Jeff Morgan. Thank you for being here. Brad Evans will be along later this hour. Big noise, big bet of the day. Of course, a Monday doubleheader for us um, today with the uh, Bills and Niners as the nightcap, uh, the Fighting Footballs and the Steelers at 3 o'clock this afternoon for a little Monday doubleheader. Then tomorrow, you get the uh, Ravens and Cowboys uh, because COVID. So some fun here, but when you've got a double header on a Monday with the way Brad and I are about, are about the player props, you know that uh, we'll be having some fun with that. If you haven't uh, subscribed yet, please do to the fade the noise podcast that Brad and I do um, get a chance to get all these kind of bets and player props every day. We do it uh, Monday through Friday for you. Um, really kind of a fun podcast, short, sweet to the point. It's about 15, 15 and a half minutes long each time. Just some quick bets that we want to make and the uh, logic behind them. And, um, so yeah, if you haven't heard it, go subscribe to that. And then obviously Brad will be here with his pick coming up, um, later on this, this hour, where you want to, where you want to go with Drew? Where you um, go with I, Drew? Cause we're going to just depress I, people no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's my thing. I, I don't even care anymore about Drew Locke. Cause at this point, I think the ship has sailed personally. Um, but the problem is it ain't going to get better because they, who are they going to replace him with? And I brought this up before there are fans and this is where I'm going to depress Broncos fans. There are fans who think the magic bullet is coming because of the Peyton Manning thing. And that lightning doesn't strike twice like that. And quite frankly, nor should it, uh, the Broncos right now are being penalized for, uh, well, Missing an opportunity to draft a quarterback in 2000, what was it, 18? Uh, completely blowing that one. Uh, obviously, they got Bradley Chubb that year, but quite frankly, that was a great quarterback draft. Aside from Josh Rosen, you had options available to you. Uh, you tried to put several band aids on it by bringing in retread quarterbacks. That didn't work. At this point, the Broncos are stuck. They ain't got no options, people. You think Sam Darnold is going to come in here and perform any better than Drew Locke? No. Especially with him being David Carr 2.0 at this point? No. Do you think that Matt Stafford will come in here and be any better than Joe Flacco? I don't know. Maybe slightly better, but it ain't going to be championship level good. Broncos are stuck. And the sooner people realize the hole the Broncos dug themselves, the sooner people will be able to accept how bad things are for the foreseeable future. And I'm talking about the next couple of years for the Broncos because it's not going to get better in the offseason, folks. It's just not. There's just not any options, to your point. There's not options. And historically what you did is what set you up for this. I said from the very beginning that the success that this team has had with quarterbacks has been with the exception of, you know, obviously the draft trade with Elway has been bringing in a free agent. It hasn't been drafting. So, okay, go, just go, you know, go find somebody, you know, if, and if that's the retread, I know that sucks. Because everybody wants the Mahomes. Everybody wants the Justin Herbert, even though obviously that didn't go well yesterday. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants the Russell Wilson. 
the Dak Prescott. I mean, take your pick. We can just keep going down the line, right? Of finding the quarterback that allows you to not have to spend money on the quarterback, spend money elsewhere. Championship. You know, I mean, it's the Seahawks model. It's what the Chiefs did. Um, and there's a lot to be said for that. But you've proven time and time and time and time and time again that you can't draft a damn quarterback. That you don't know how. You've either got crappy evaluation or just dumb luck. My guess is it's a combination of the two. You know, you wasted a pick when you did Brock Osweiler. That was dumb. It was dumb at the time. Still dumb. You know, there's just, there's so many ways that you can screw up a franchise. But the biggest one is having the wrong quarterback. And the second biggest one is having the wrong coach. Those are the two quickest ways to screw up an NFL franchise. Wrong quarterback, wrong coach. In that order. And the worst is when you have both. Because then you're the Jets. Or, as the case is now, you're the Broncos. Hey, I'd rather be... I'd rather be the Jets right now because they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, right? Well, assuming he doesn't tell them where to go and how to get there. <laughs> True. Uh, which, by the way, if I which by the way, if I were him, I would. Yeah. I would absolutely pull an Eli. I would pull an Elway. I would do it in a heartbeat if I were him. And when we think about it, folks, I mean, just in the in the in a macro sense here, not a micro sense. Obviously, the Broncos are coming into a very slow and very horrific realization that decisions made over the last several years, up to and including, by the way, drafting Brock Osweiler in 2012, have come back to haunt them in an enormous way. And there is not a wave your wand unless you are bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence. There is no magic wand here. And there's, and, and, and look, there's some good, look, I, I, I know we talk about Trevor. I think Trevor's, I think Trevor is the closest to a sure thing as we've seen in a long time at the quarterback position in the draft. I really, really believe that to be the case. Look at the, look at, and, and I know it's at the college level instead of the NFL, but look at the difference between that Clemson team when he was gone and when he came back, look how yep. quickly that switch flipped. Um, yep. that's absolutely the case. Um, now, do I think Fields is good? Yes. Do I think Book is good? Yes. I mean, I, I think there's some other good quarterbacks that are out there, okay? But, again, I keep coming back to the two worst ways to screw up your franchise. The wrong quarterback is number one. The wrong coach is number two. So you can get yourself the wrong quarterback, but if you've got a good coach or you've got a good system, you may be able to mask some of it while you wait to be able to get the right quarterback. Okay? Yep. But... If you've got the right quarterback and the wrong coach, you're also screwed because you're setting yourself up for failure, especially if that quarterback that you got is the right one and you somehow got it through the draft and you've just got a coaching staff that doesn't know what to do with him, doesn't know how to develop him, doesn't know how to play call for him. I mean, it, 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 it's, well, it's maddening. Well, look at, look at this too. Like Joe, people look at like, well, Joe Ellis could fire John Elway. Here's the deal, right? No. Uh, <laughs> Um, Joe Ellis could do that, I suppose. Um, Joe Ellis is involved in massive litigation over the ownership of this team. Um, and anything that is 
like a an admission that your the team is becoming awful under your watch is not going to help him. There are a bunch of factors here that are involved that has kept the Broncos in this state of arrested development. And it is so depressing because it's not bad. I mean, look, I would I would take awful at this point. I would take just so I, I would take uh, 1998 Nuggets bad when they only won 11 games. I would take that over what we have seen right now, which is this arrested development of mediocrity with uh, not the right quarterback and not the right coach and a treadmill of either retread quarterbacks. This is the, 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 the hell that a lot of um, terrible organizations go through. Like, Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, it just, it's, these are the kind of things that happen to organizations that are bad. And this Broncos team organization right now is not a good organization. And I don't, I, 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 I don't, Nate, I don't know if you see a way out of it. I mean, unless there's a miracle and Trevor Lawrence from Lant Rands in their back, in their, you know, backyard via trade, which at this point, the Broncos have to trade. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't, particularly this year, I don't see a way out of this. I just don't. That sucks. Maybe we should find some really depressing country music to play. Like really depressing. Because there's some that are out there. Like, uh, or we, what we could do is we could just put Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. on a loop. Because not only is that a really depressing song, it's also a horrible band. So you could put those two things together and it would just depress the hell out of everybody. I mean, talk about win-win. Like a uh, song title, like uh, what? I'd rather have a, a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy or something like that? Sure. <laughs> we could probably Google most depressing songs of all time. <laughs> and we could just play those all week. <sighs> all right. Deep breath. Deep breath. The, it, it still continues. We got four more games. Oh, goody. Hey, at least we didn't get completely embarrassed on in prime time last night. I suppose that's a, a consolation prize, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I said it on Twitter. U- USC was beating Wazoo twenty-eight to nothing, and it was still the first quarter. And I was like, God, I hope this doesn't happen to us in this game tonight. <laughs> so at least the Broncos kept it close. I'll give them that. All right. Talk about getting talk about getting screwed. The oh. Colorado Buffaloes. And oh, that's, yeah. that's that's another story yeah absolutely all right we'll roll on here with you back on the other side more thoughts on the game and also i don't understand the obsession some of you have i'll explain here in a little bit Eleven thirty-two mhs when the sun goes down on my side of town that lonesome feeling 
comes to my door and the whole world turns blue there's a rundown bar 1136 a year from now we're going to be having the same damn conversation then maybe in 2022 it'll be a little different. Maybe at this time in 2022 we'll be trying to figure out if we're a wild card team or not. But we're going to be having the same conversation next year. Period. Yes, we are. I don't know what else to tell you. Without a massive overhaul, that's what's going to happen. And that sucks. Right. It's uh, it's not a fun place to be in. No, it's uh, it's it's depressing and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I don't understand the obsession, and I know that it's just it's it's like when like I made the joke a minute ago, right? Like I know there are a lot of people that just love REM. I hate them. Can't stand that <laughs> band. Okay, cannot stand them. I'm sure there's a lot of you that listen that can't stand the country music that I, that I make Jake play either. And that's fine. I, I I get it. Everybody's musical tastes are different. Okay, just like they're. Okay, explain this to me. All right? Explain this to me. What is everybody's obsession with basketball shoes? I don't understand the obsession. Because everybody, was it yesterday, Saturday? I don't remember what it was. Everybody's obsessing over the shoes that Jokic is wearing. I don't get it. What, oh, is, mean what the, does it mean? With the wedding ring? What, what, why, why, why do we care? They're called sneakerheads. Yes. And they're weird. I don't understand. I don't it understand missed, the obsession with sneakers. It missed me. It really began in the nineties, right? With, uh, the Jordan brand. And then remember those, uh, those high tops, high tops with the, the pump up the basketball things. Yeah. The that, Reebok. That, yeah. that D D Brown roar and the, uh, mm-hmm. slam dunk toss yeah, yeah. like 94. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the sneaker explosion starting basically with Jordan. And what it has done is just created an entire culture of it. I've never understood it. I, I don't I, understand it. Like, I, I have two I have two pairs of shoes. People so I, were <laughs> posting pictures like close-ups of his shoes. As though like the COVID vaccine was somehow coded into the laces and we all needed to look closely. Like I don't get it. Well, well you know who our friend our, our our good friend Ryan Green used to have devote a good portion of his vlogs to the shoes that were being worn when the guys the players would warm up before. And I and I actually kind of understand that because there is this entire culture that is entirely obsessed with shoes with sneakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I have friends that are this. I have friends that are that way. I have friends that have closets full of shoes. I mean, I I just don't understand that level of obsession with shoes. It's just weird to me. It's uh, never been my thing. It's also really expensive. Right? <laughs> like, it, it's something that my stinky ass feet are going to go into. Why? Why? Mm. Okay, y'all. But man, I, I just, all of a sudden over the weekend, I think Wingy started it. Damn it, Katie. She started the whole thing. Tweeting out I, these pictures. Here's Jokic, and then there's the zoom, zoom in on his feet. There's his shoes. I didn't get well, it. I, was I, I can't supposed comment, to see something? I can't comment on it because I, 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 I my, my dad would used to tell me I, uh, 
I dress like someone who uh, dressed in the dark. So I, I get it. I get it. But I, I just I don't understand like and it's all teenagers generally teenagers <clears throat> in early twenties. Yeah. I don't understand having that much disposable income <laughs> right. to devote on on shoes. It is pretty. <laughs> it is pretty weird. It is pretty weird. I mean, everybody's got something that they like. Everybody's got something they obsess. Everybody's got something they find unique or fascinating that they, you know, I've got friends that are big into card collecting. I've got, you know, everybody's kind of got their own thing, Mm -hmm. but I've never quite understood the obsession, not just with sneakers, like of wanting to own them, but of being fascinated by what other people are wearing. Like does, does whatever that person is wearing somehow influence what you're going to wear? Like, is this the equivalent of, you know, like, you know, go back to the, to the early 1960s when every woman wanted to dress like Jackie? I mean, is that, is that where we are? I just, I can't figure it out, man. I can't figure it out. Well, and and plus describing some sort of influence to Nikola Jokic. Let me tell you something, folks. The the Nuggets only have six national TV games scheduled. There ain't no influence here in Denver. (laughs) And that is a, that is a fact. So whatever he chooses to wear, I think it's probably more of a, oh, isn't that cute? He's got, yeah. you know, right. the wedding ring on his shoes. But at the same time, it's like like you're going to be, because it, I guess that's his own shoes now, because they've got Joker's, uh, Joker hat on them, on, mm-hmm. the, on the tongue. Right. Which is whatever. I mean, I'm not going to okay. buy him. Okay. But, you know, right. you're getting, a, getting a couple thousand people in Denver to buy some Joker shoes, I mean, I guess. I guess that's what you do. It's better than that baller brand or whatever that is. Big baller brand. I mean, BBB. Those, didn't we figure out those things just fall apart? Yes. Like just horribly made shoes. Like somebody stitched them, like using a rusty sewing machine. What was the uh, What was the shoe that fell apart on Zion Williamson while he was playing? Oh, I can't remember which brand it was, but yeah, that was bad. That's bad. <laughs> just the whole shoe just blew out on him. Yes, um, it caused him to miss a good portion of yeah, that year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All because of the shoe. Hey, here's an interesting question. I just got an email uh, promoting uh, Rocky's ticket plans being on sale. <laughs> what? I mean, is that are we are we that wishful thinking right now? <laughs> is there an organization here in Denver sports that has is less self aware than the Rockies? I, I, I I'm I serious. It literally it 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 just came in 90 seconds ago into my inbox. <laughs> Rocky's ticket plans on sale now, exclamation point. You can do different 10 game, 15 game. Tell you what, I'll do those and I'm going to pick all the games in September because that might be how long it takes before we can attend. Well, he, he, and actually, now that you say that, you, you brought up something that uh, has occurred to me watching the NBA's machinations with their punitive, if you step out of line, we're going to, find you stuff that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it occurred to me that they are really banking on the vaccine being available by January. That, that, that is exactly what they're doing because a oh, lot I of know all this stuff I, isn't, I, isn't like really enforceable for 82 games. No, I know that. 72. And that, and I get that, but uh-uh. not, it's not yeah. happening in three weeks here. <laughs> it's just not. It's going to take longer than that. Well, I, I mean, look, they're all saying, what is he, that, that, not to get political, the administration, the current administration saying, what, by April, 
which is ambitious. But April is when the NBA season ends, comes to a conclusion, and the playoffs begin. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just and, and then, but it. now the Rockies may be counting on April. Apparently, because the whole promotion in this email is talking about how these game plans include opening day. Do you do? Let me ask you this: If you go through all of these steps to get opening day tickets, what happens if you find out that they're only going to allow five thousand people in? Yeah. Now, what do you do? They got to refund you. You're asking. Gosh, they're asking for trouble. All right. Good to know. Ticket plans on sale now. I'm Alan Roach. Sorry, eleven forty-five. Mile High Sports. <laughs> Eleven forty-nine. Mile High Sports. Nate Lundy, Jeff Morgan. Thank you for stopping by. Gil Whitley coming up top of the hour. Really need. I need. I need hockey to start. Because hockey, Avalanche, are doing things right. They arguably are the best run of the four teams in town right now. Um, Decision-making, drafting, contracts, um, across the board. You know, I mean... We, we know that we, a lot of us were a little disappointed as to how free agency and such worked out for the Nuggets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously are very frustrated with what the Broncos are doing. We've talked about that enough. And the Rockies are, well, they're the Rockies. Which leaves us with the Avalanche. So I really need the NHL to get their ish together and tell me when we're going to start playing. Because I need that. Like, is it going to be a month and a half from now? And if that's the case, that's fine. I just, I need it. I need some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, Jeff. I can't, mm-hmm. keep, I can't keep going like this. I need light at the end of the tunnel. It's a, it, it's, it'll be here. It'll be here soon. Well, yeah, but the problem is right now the light is an actual train that is headed and is going to run my ass over. That's what it is. No, I mean, just it, the hockey will be here, and you'll be able to, uh, to watch them. And uh, just like NBA is coming here real quick. So I've got something myself to look forward to. Uh, it does feel a little quick for me, but whatever. Uh, what, are, is the NHL supposed to be starting in January sometime? The rumor is they're looking at January 15th. Interesting. They're sort of moving in that direction. According to uh, Is that going to be like a 50-game season, something like that? Um, what did they say, the last one that I saw? Obviously, it is an abbreviated season. Um, but I can't remember the specifics yet of... How many? I just know that they're aiming for right about the 15th, somewhere in that range. Okay. And games between, what did they say, maybe right around 52, 55, something in that range is what they're looking at. So they're looking at dropping theirs down by 30 compared to the NBA. NBA was 10, and they're really the NBA is really compressing their schedule too. Right. Um, a lot of back-to-backs uh, this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I saw know, that they I, released the first half of the schedule. Now, I, I think in the NBA's case, I think they're doing halves based on you know, obviously outbreaks, all this stuff. But they're also cynically, I'm I'm uh, I'm fairly certain that they're doing it because they anticipate the players being vaccinated. 
uh, by January or February. I think that's just their thought. I mean, I have no idea if it's going to be reality, but I think that may be the thinking there. And then that may open them up to different options in the second half of the schedule. Um, I, you know, I think they're with that's wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. agreed. Agreed. <laughs> But whatever. Let's do uh, Brad's Big Noise Big Bet of the Day. It is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. As I mentioned, Brad and I love the player props. And so whenever we get a chance to have two games to pay attention to, that makes it that much more fun. That's where Brad's going with today's pick. Hola, Timber. It's Brad the Big Noise Evans, and it's time for your Big Noise Big Bet of the Day. Checking out DraftKings' vast array of player props. Uh, for the capper on Monday Night Football, I'm digging in on the over 12 and a half rush attempts for Raheem Mostert at a minus 106 juice. The reason why I'm highest on this one uh, is the fact that you look at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they have given up quite a few yards in the trenches this season. 4.57 yards per carry, 143.3 total yards per game, 10 combined touchdowns. They have given up two the running back position this season. Mostert last week played on 39.7% of the snaps and had 16 rush attempts. In fact, when he's been in uniform for the Gold Panthers this season, he's been over in three of five contests, and I think he's going to hit at least 14 to 15 touches on the ground tonight. Always looking for a little betting spice. You can follow me on Twitter at Noisy Chavos. This is Brad Evans with your big noise, big bet of the day. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate that. As always, folks, remember you got uh, a chance to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Best way to be able to do it, get online. MileHighSports.com slash DK takes you right to um, your opportunity to sign up. Always automatically locks and loads for you with the top um, uh, sign-up bonuses, all that kind of stuff. We automatically update that stuff online for you. So it's MileHighSports.com slash DK uh, if you want to get in on the DraftKings action, if you haven't already done that. Um, pretty cool. This week they're doing, um, they've got They're getting into this, they're calling it kind of their season of giving. They're getting into where they've got odds boosts and promotions every single day. Um, And they're new ones every day. Um, They've got some fun ones for um, the game tonight. I saw they've got a boost on uh, Chase Claypool to score the first touchdown uh, in the uh, Steelers game. They got that boosted from plus 800 to plus 1800 now. Um, so a little stuff like that, that they have some fun with. So just make sure if you're going to sign up, get to milehighsports.com slash DK, make sure you go, uh, and check that out. Um, I think we have to figure out a way, Jeff, to cheer everybody up tomorrow. I kind of feel like we just sort of, you know, we, we, we just sort of, um, slammed the door on everyone's happiness Mm. in the last 55 minutes. I don't know yeah. how to do that though, because I don't want to. I don't want to blow smoke, right? Like I don't want to be the people that you know, because there are some here in town uh, that do what we do that just are just constantly rosy about everything. Um, you know, whether it's because that's actually how they blindly feel, or if it's because they're too tight with the team to criticize them. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks that do that um, across all the teams. By the way, I'm not specifically speaking of the Broncos. Um, yeah. And that's a bummer because you want to be able to be straight up about it and be honest about it. But it also, at times, if you're too honest, can be kind of depressing. Well, we could uh, tell them, lie to them, and tell them that Matt Stafford is the magic pill that will cure all the Broncos' evils. Mm-hmm. Yes, Matt Stafford. <laughs> he is the answer. We gave them Matt Prater. We get to have Stafford. That's a yes. trade-off right there. That's there we go. That's that's going to be the 
power of positivity and if we will it into existence yes maybe we'll yes. we won't be lying to ourselves uh which it is we but we will start, be actually you know making good karma we could start hashtag mile high matt and just right right <laughs> could do that. i'm good with that how about um or or mile high Minshew? Mm-hmm. Mm, yes See what I, I did Minshew. there? We could take Minshew. Because then it would be a lot like Tebow. We might not win games, but it'd be a lot of fun. And if we're gonna lose, I wanna lose having fun. Okay? I wanna I wanna I wanna be having a good time. Like I made oh, a crack cool. I made a crack last night during the game about Drew Locke and how some of his passes looked like Tebow. And my wife said, Yeah, but at least that season was fun. You know? She makes a good point. I'm just saying. She makes a good point. Uh, Jake's Jake's playing REM just to... Just yeah, to he's doing it just to piss me off. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, as we roll up to the top of the hour, Gil Wiley will come in and take over the chair. Jeff, have a great afternoon. You too, Nate. Stay safe, everyone. Folks, enjoy the uh, football doubleheader. Remember, we got another game tomorrow night, so we'll be able to talk about that as well. Jake Meyer's been behind the glass. Jeff Morton on Twitter at jmorton78. I am there at Nate Lundy. Find us anytime. Interact anytime you want. Back with you tomorrow at 11 a.m. This is Mile High Sports. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.